Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Ella, Shimpeda, Bajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pints Up with me, John Oates. And me, Gaz. Gareth, he's back. The special one is back in England. Well, not just on Sky Sports, though, Gareth. He's got a job. He is back, Spurs manager in North London. Uh, Gareth is uh, obviously excited appointment. He is always at box office. He's entertaining. He's uh, annoys. He upsets. He pisses off. He, uh, and, yeah, he, he brings all emotions out, Jose. But uh, for those Spurs fans... Uh, from sunny North London. Uh, will it be delight or disaster, do you think, the appointment of Jose? Well, we, we last week we discussed Unai Emery and the pros and cons of Unai Emery and certainly Spurs have got the better manager. Uh, there's, I think if, if that was in doubt, um, it's, certainly, uh, yeah, it, it's certainly looking good for Spurs as opposed to Arsenal. I think plenty of uh, Arsenal fans would happily see uh, Emery Sacks and Pochettino uh, brought in, to be fair. I think, think uh, they'd love that. <laughs> you, think, you think that's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, fear, I fear it unlikely, but uh, you can dream. Well, but, uh, yeah, sorry, back to, well as, the, back as to things stand, as things stand, before Emery gets sacked, uh, certainly Spurs have got the upper hand in terms of the management. Um, what they haven't got the upper hand on, though, uh, John, I would argue, is they haven't got a, a ma- well, they're getting a man now who's probably going to bring some success. It's difficult to see where that success is going to come in terms of. I can't see it being a Champions League. Uh, I can't see it being a league title. So potentially. I mean, he likes the League Cup, so they potentially are they still in the League Cup? Uh, no, they got knocked out um, by um, Cambridge or somebody, didn't they? They uh, lost on pens to Oxford. Yeah, Oxford. No, oh, whoever it was. Um, and uh, no, West Ham was Oxford, so not them. But yeah, carry on. Colchester was it? Colchester. Oh, anyway, I've named about half the clubs of the league now. So uh, yeah, they got knocked out by them. So, the, so he likes the League Cup. So perhaps there's not going to be much silverware this time. I suppose there's always the opportunity of an FA Cup. Um, and undoubtedly, in these next three years, he will bring Spurs a trophy uh, or two. I think. However, the lasting impact of having a Mourinho is what is the chaos that it brings. The Mourinho uh, Spurs have got a, what appears to be a settled club. They've got a club who um, have got a look like things were going going places with Pochettino. Like there's taken a dip the last couple of months, but I, I think it was perhaps a bit premature in sacking him. Uh, and anything, any youth players or any any players that they thought they were going to develop over the next three years probably needs to be put on hold. You could probably um, just shut up, shut the gates of the academy for for three years and just um, yeah give everyone a bit of a break, and then restart again when Mourinho goes. Uh, yeah, to a point. And I, I, the, the the interesting thing about this, or one of the many interesting things, but one of them is that Mourinho. Um, 
it were, he has built sides from not a lot and then done very well with that. But it, most of his recent jobs, you know, being the superstar manager he has been since he since he left Porto and went to Chelsea. Um, he's had money to spend, hasn't he? And he likes spending mm. it. And he, um, you know, it's he would. It's always unclear who spends the money, and it sounds like he he's moaned plenty about not being the person who's controlling transfers at places like United and stuff. But he certainly is at clubs where they do spend money. Uh, Spurs, th- right? They spend <laughs> you said he's, uh, it's unclear who spends the money. I think the the paper trail can firmly lead back to Mourinho. In every single club that he's been, they've spent a lot of money. True, um, but whether they play, you know, that whether the players he wants, um, ah, he wants to get rid of, yeah. certain, he wants to get rid of certain players. You know, sorry, they're definitely money. I just mean whether he's always at the, the levers of who, who he's getting, or if it's just uh, he gives a list. It's, it's unclear. He, he, you know, he made a lot of United uh, about about who he got and who he wanted to get rid of and stuff, didn't he? Um, I think there was there was a to be fair, there was a rumor that he wanted was it he wanted Maguire and United wanted to go after um, Van Vertonghen, I think it was. Was that when it was last last summer? There's something like that, anyway. Um, uh, all the way around, maybe. Um, uh, perhaps, he wanted yeah. re- he, he wanted rid of Martial and I think Pogba, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. and, and United weren't keen on either then. Um, but but generally, regardless, he, he spends uh, or his club that he's at spend a lot. Spurs spent a bit of money this summer after not spending anything for ages with the stadium. All right, they've got a pretty good squad, but they you know they've, they've got a host of players who are off next summer unless something changes quickly. And, you know, we're actually out of contract. Uh, Eriksson. Uh, for Tom and, is it Alderweireld? Is it Alderweireld? Uh, Rose uh, is out as well, isn't he? Rose, yeah. Um, he's Rose, yeah. So some some big, some, you know, some first proper first team regulars. Uh, what are Spurs prepared to do in that regard? Obviously, they've got the big new stadium. Um, you had the Champions League draw last year, and you know this final run. Sorry, they had. They're in the Champions League this year. Um, what? What well, you know? What is there to spend, and how much are they prepared to back him? Uh, you know, Levy is known as a shrewd bargain hunter. You know, Levy seems like a very hard-headed character, and mm. Marino's just as hard-headed. How's that going to mesh? Um, it, I think that'll be fascinating to see how he is back to and, and what he what he thinks of his current squad. He um, he tends to get a set of players that he likes, doesn't he? And kind of builds his team around them and through them. Um, well, he likes the, the old guard as well, doesn't he? So you, you, perhaps uh, Vertonghen and Alderweireld, <laughs> Eriksson are all going to suddenly get uh, new contracts. Yeah, if they'll sign them, um, you know it's not been particularly well managed in, in that regard. And then your likes of you obviously the you know Harry Kane's the huge one, isn't he? What will he think of Mourinho? Um, mm. You know some strikers like Samuel Eto have loved him, haven't they? And, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, others less so. Um, yeah, so, so Lukaku, for example. Um, yeah. Well, the thing I think um, I think whether he's going to spend money or whether he's going to be allowed to spend money, I think that is that is interesting. Although. I think perhaps more interesting is going to be Spurs are known for not paying the best wages and not giving the players perhaps what the the market value is worth. Um, there's always, sure, been some, sure. always been some grumblings about that. Well, Mourinho's going to command probably one of the biggest wages in the league and I, I can't imagine that he's settled for anything less uh, being with Spurs. So you'd imagine that he's on a he's probably on one of the top wages in the league in terms of management. And then... You're gonna have players like Kane knocking on Levy's door or whoever's door it is, uh, saying, "Well, okay, you said you're not gonna pay much for wages. I'll stay, but I want I want to see wages of what I'm. I think I'm probably double Kane's wages and probably double half of most of the squad's wages. Uh, whether Levy's gonna accept accept that? Because I think they've they've potentially created a, a role for one in terms of uh, Mourinho having a having a well, rule for one, and then." 
what, is he going to turn down players wanting increased wage demands? Or certainly the agents are going to get on onto the phone to Levy and say, right, you've paid him X amount, why can't you pay your players X amount? Yeah, eight million a year he's on. Uh, less than United, which apparently was twelve million a year, but eight million a year is still quite a tidy wage. Mm. Um, and yeah, you're not wrong. Um, it, yeah, it, I think um, yeah, Spurs are, are going to do potentially very well to keep this all together and running smoothly, aren't they? Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not running particularly smoothly at the moment. That's why Pochettino's gone. I, I agree. I think it's very early, and I think. But but, um, but that's, sorry. sorry, just to, to pick up on that. Um, you, it, it's not running smoothly on the pitch. It's not been great the list the first couple of months this season. They are only three points off fifth, and I know fifth are then, well, ten point or nine points behind uh, behind City, or whatever. But it's not been great on the pitch. But in terms of up until the summer, everything around everyone's talking about Spurs having the greatest um, stadium uh, in Britain. You know, everything else around Spurs seems to be be working, doesn't it? The off the pitch stuff does, but then at the same time, we've said a few times on this pod, haven't we, that this season has been very odd from them. There's been a lot of chatter and grumbling. Pochettino said a lot of weird stuff in the press about this back in and that back in. Um, mm. He has sort of indicated he's wanted this, he's wanted that, he's not got it. It's been very. Um, seems like it's probably a lot of ugliness that they're keeping under wraps to a point, apart from Pochettino does occasionally say something that indicates he's pissed off. Mm. Um, so, that, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you're right in the terms of there's a, a backing and there's a infrastructure it seems at the club and they've you know they have um, produced some players in recent years and they've certainly signed pretty well up until maybe like the well yeah the, uh, this last summer probably the jury's still out on those players and haven't signed even before that before that you know Spurs had a very solid recruitment system but um, what what caused Pochettino you know he, he got into Champions League final month you know months ago <laughs> literally and. Um, <laughs> And uh, and suddenly, you know, one one of the best achievements in their modern history, uh, undoubtedly. And yet, months later, he's been chucked out of the door. What? What? Why? Why did that go sour so quickly? Is it just that he went stale? Because um, he's been there plenty long now. So it's just his message went, or or is there more that we're not seeing with him and Levy with other, you know, other uh, investors? Um, I think the Spurs owners. Is it, uh, what is, it, is it Joe Lewis? His name is. He, he's quite quiet. Mm. Um, if he's still there, he doesn't say a lot. But you wonder um, what. You know, he seems to give Levy carte blanche to do what he likes. Yeah. yeah, I just wonder what the support structure is. And Mourinho now comes in. Um, he's a difficult one to try and sort of put a director of football over the top of, isn't he? Telling him what to do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, there's great potential infrastructure there. I just wonder what what's being picked at that really, and, and if what what causes problems for Pochettino? Will they cause problems Mourinho? Because we know Mourinho <laughs> won't. Bite his tongue. He will um, quite happily use him in media to manipulate whatever which situation he wants. Mm. Um, one of the things that makes him so fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Um, but at the same time, undoubtedly, he's, he's one of the top minds in football. Uh, I think he's he's always he's been quite fun to watch on Sky this season. When you hear him break something down, he, he can seriously analyse a match tactically. I think he'll certainly get Spurs into some sort of coherent, uh, probably quite a very solid shape, and they've got probably got players to do that with. Um, mm. And then, yeah, get him on a bit of a new manager bounce. And then it's it's what he's building for long-term, really. Are they going to go into the market in January for reinforcements? Or are they going to try and bumble through? He's got a long contract, hasn't he? So the end of, I think it's 22, 23. So they're giving him, well, they're backing him time. Uh, he's probably still being paid by United, isn't he? Um, <laughs> probably, yeah. Oh, well, um, that's still just that's just over his, his three years, isn't it? He tends to do three years. We're coming to end of 2019. He has a, he has a bit of a three-year itch, or things seem to go far, sour in his third season, so... Um, yeah, I think. I'll... He's, 
Yeah, he's got a chance to do Champions League as well, hasn't he? They're, they're second in their group behind Madrid, uh, behind Madrid Munich, sorry. Mm. Um, obviously, that, that was a horrible result. I guess if he could improve, uh, if he could prove him there, that would be a bit of a boot. You know, they get a draw there or something would be good. And then last 16, if they get, maybe there's a chance he could get them to a quarter, a semi, maybe at a push um, if, if they got the right draw. So he'll have some opportunities. And I think, um, yeah, it's not like he's got to walk in there and win the league, is it, this year? Uh, no. But um, it's very intriguing. I didn't think, yeah, just, it wasn't when I heard they sacked Paul Sheehan, it was a surprise. And I saw Mourinho's favourite. Well, I wonder, will it? Is he keen? And then. But at the same time, Mourinho, he he's probably not later with offers, is he? Um, he's, he's had a couple of difficult last couple of jobs. Um, does he? Will he see Spurs as a chance to sort of rebuild his, uh, his image? Uh, a club probably not quite as, as big as your, your United, your, uh, your Real Madrid's, and then use that as a springboard to somewhere. Is, is that how he's seen it, I wonder? Um, mm. But, you know, as you say, there's there's plenty to like about Spurs and there's plenty of good football players there. So he can turn it around if he, if he gets on the right message. But there's plenty of pitfalls there um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, try and navigate them over the next uh, few years, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the easy way to say, isn't it, that you think you're just gonna, he's probably going to bring some success but he's probably going to leave the club in turmoil afterwards. Um but it's hard to see. Oh, well, so do, do, do they need that though? Do, you, do, do the Spurs not? They seem to have been on a. Um, I don't want to say a malaise because it's been one of the probably better periods in recent years. But they seem to have been in a fairly, uh, very content state with themselves at how they've done, and it's been a general improvement year on year. And um, the league, they got close a couple of times. You know, the Leicester year they could have got closer. Uh, I think they finished third in the end, didn't they? But yeah. Probably were the second best side most of that year. Did they? Did they perhaps need a bit of a kick up the backside and a? The world's against us. Uh, Maybe, mentality. But, but you um, you always used to say about Arsenal under the Wenger years when when they're moving into a stadium for like the next ten years afterwards that oh you know Wenger built the stadium with his bare hands and he had his two hands tied behind his back and he still get Arsenal to fourth and it's a success every time and and that was the malaise that Arsenal were in so uh, you know that, that was for that was what ten ten years or so where Spurs you know they've done the same sort of thing they built a stadium while he's been managing them they still got to the Champions League final. Um, yeah, arguably been been better with uh, building a stadium and, and producing on the pitch than, than Arsenal were. But um, yeah, they, they didn't have won anything though. Arsenal did uh, did start winning FA Cups left, right, and centre after a period, didn't they? He won what was it three and four years he won. Yeah, but that was how many years after the stadium was built? When did Arsenal move in? Early, early sort of 2011, 2012 was it? Or a bit earlier than that? I think, it was, I think earlier than that. Yeah. Um, so when was your first FA Cup win? You won the FA Cup in 2006. And then it was about 2013 or 14, maybe. It was the first, was it the. Uh, no, Ramsey were against Hull was the second one, wasn't it? And there was Villa, there was a Villa one, but there was one before that, I think. Was it against Birmingham? No, was that. No, I don't think, I don't think you played Birmingham. No, I'm thinking of the old uh, <laughs> League Cup. Uh, Liverpool played Birmingham in 2001 in the League Cup, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but my point is, though. It, Arsenal were several years after uh, moving into the new stadium before they started winning some FA Cups. I mean, Spurs only moved in, um, well, this year really, but I suppose towards the end of last year, eventually they uh, they played a couple of games there. But um, on that basis, you know, Spurs have got a few more years yet before they need to start worrying about being in a in a malaise or in a in a bit of a, a bit of a rut in terms of um, not producing on the pitch. 13-14 uh, it was the whole game so the whole was the uh, first one right so yeah, hold them then Chelsea uh, two years after that so yeah three and four years 
Uh, yeah, but but no, then obviously because they've sat Pochettino, so they're obviously not happy with how they're going, are they? No, okay, um, yeah, but my, my point was that if they, I don't think they were, I don't think they should have sacked Pochettino. I think you say about them being the Malays and needed to kick up the backside. I don't think they they really did. Uh, like I say, I think things have been a bit poor this season, but he's still got plenty of time to turn it around, and he's um, yeah, like I say, three points off fifth. So what, three points off Arsenal? So Spurs are in a crisis season and they're still three points behind Arsenal. Um, just seems all a bit, yeah, all a bit premature, really. I don't, um, I don't disagree that uh, I, I wouldn't have sacked him either. Um, but at the same time, I sort of they have, and you wonder if, if their thinking is that they have perhaps got a bit complacent or content with where they are. Um, they've got lots of the squad who. Who are potentially off, aren't they? A lot of players who've been good servants but may not stay. Um, maybe it is time to. Um, it's not really re- rebuild, is it, with Mourinho? It's just, uh, yeah, some, some sort of new evolution and just, uh, yeah, destroy and destroy and uh, start again as uh, also kickstart, really, isn't it? Because he's, he's not going to go back to basics and have a couple of seasons just playing youngsters in, in likelihood, is he? Mm. Um, he'll he'll sign some tried and trusted players from somewhere that he likes. Um, mm. I wonder if you, you, Nemanja Matic will suddenly disappear from uh, United players like that. Um, uh, and, and you know, if he goes and tries to sign a few you know, older guard players and, and try and build through that. Um, yeah, but, you know, he, um, a lot of a lot of players talk about him in, in you know, revered tones. So will he be able to get someone like Harry Kane on side and, and win him over and have him as a, you know... Um, his leader and focal point in the team. Um, yeah, can he? Will uh, what we do with the defence? He generally has a very good defence. He can he can usually sort of defence out, can't he? But without mm. a rear older Vertonghen moving on, where do they go there? Um, mm. Yeah, a lot for a lot for me to think about. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think you're wrong in that. There's there's quite a lot to like about it if they are prepared to sort of back him um, in the transfer market. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, good squad um, and potentially more there, but. Uh, yeah, I think um, I don't think we're too long before we see some sort of drama from him, and um, and, and that's why he's uh, he's always box office, isn't it? Um, he'll, he'll get a bit boring after a while, probably when he starts moaning about Spurs regularly. But the first couple of ones, it'll be fun. Well, um, yeah, you see, there'll be uh, it will be long before he kicks off. Uh, two weeks time, guess where he's playing? Arsenal, Old, Old Trafford. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, I, was, I saw Bookie's were offering odds yesterday on him to win both uh, games against United. Um, that was good fun. <laughs> Um, wonder how Chelsea fans will take to it. Uh, United is probably not as close as the Spurs to them. Uh, I think Mourinho has said in the past he'd never take the Spurs job, so that's gone out the window. Um, uh, yeah, he's going to be. Um, yeah, uh, who who's he going to go after manager wise first? I think he's probably uh, probably be keep his power drive the likes of Pep and Klopp. But does he go after someone like Emery who probably doesn't need any more? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it, but um, you wouldn't want to upset the apple cart there, would you? You want to you want to keep uh, Emery. Yeah. Emery in a job, you perhaps go, um, yeah, maybe Brendan Rodgers, maybe. Do you think you can get the team in the top four? Well, yeah, uh, whoever it is will uh, certainly await that with baby breath and um, look forward to seeing who Jose uh, tackles first or goes decides to go after first. But uh, moving on to uh, games this weekend, Gareth, probably the top. Uh, what is a uh, battle of the battle of the top four, isn't it? Uh, City uh, home to Chelsea. Um, is there a hope for Chelsea? You're actually above City in the table, aren't they? After City's uh, loss against your boys, is there hope for for Chelsea to try and kind of break that what looks like a current uh, glass ceiling in the Premiership and, and break, make the uh, top two uh, a big three? Or 
Can, can they cause uh, City problems this weekend, do you think? One point, uh, currently one point above them in the table. Um, I, I think I've written off Chelsea a few times this season and they keep showing that they're, uh, they're clearly a good side. Um, so, yeah, there's no reason why Lampard's um, young guns can, uh, can go and upset the apple cart City. Had City played the week after they lost uh, at Anfield, and you think that there's a bit of a wounded animal, but perhaps the international break's kind of <laughs> broken that up a bit. Um, if I was to stick my neck out for a score, oh, I think I think City probably do just edge it, but... Um, Go on, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go one all. Why not? Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to think they can cause some damage, but uh, I, I think I think they'll score. But I think City will score more. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they probably is the one. Anyway. I, I like to think that Chelsea's young guns who are yeah playing a very like you say playing a very nice um, brand of football and seem to be responding to Lampard well, and it it'd be great if he can continue that sort of form and, and turn into a good manager. Um, Always enjoyed him as a player. I think he's a good character around the game. Um, takes a good positive attitude towards it. And he's giving uh, Chelsea's 400 youth players a chance, isn't he? They're not all out on loan <laughs> anymore. He's actually playing some of them. Um, uh, but yeah, you think City would have a bit of a point to prove now. Um, and so Pre- pressure, Pressure's off City a bit, though, uh, Chelsea, though, isn't it? It's a, it's effectively a free hit. I know they're, oh, I know they're sitting yeah. above City at the minute. So you know maybe the pressure is very much on City. They can't afford to drop any more points now. Um or certainly in the near future anyway, you've got to think that they've got to try and still... Uh, they go on a, what is a difficult run now that they, they play the rest of the top six um, over the next sort of five or six weeks, although most of those ga- most of the top six games are at home. Um, I think they play, I think, Newcastle away and a couple of other away games that you'd, you'd fancy them to to, to be uh, to cause no issues, But although Newcastle beat them last year, didn't they? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think the pressure is off. Uh, Lampard's lads um, and see if uh, if you can yeah cause an upset yeah I think you're right I think any uh, Chelsea fan would have circled that one at the start of the year and been like that's uh, it's a three points away is it or what have you it's um, yeah it's definitely an easy one as you say uh, City have got Chelsea then it's uh, away at Newcastle away at Burnley uh, before being at home to United um, yeah and then away at Arsenal so uh, definitely, they could easily go on a five-match winning streak there. Um, before they got Leicester, which is essentially I was going to say, when, yeah. when did they play Leicester? Because that's just uh... before Christmas. That's the twenty-first of the Saturday before Christmas. That's the five thirty Saturday game. So yeah, like an interesting little run. I think if they if they can beat Chelsea, I think they'll quite happily stomp on um, Burnley, Newcastle, Arsenal, and United probably um, before Leicester, who they've got at home. So yeah, the game, the fixtures aren't too bad for them, but a bit of a difficult run to navigate. Uh, with some Champions League football in the middle of that as well, uh, you think so? But no, I'll go and I'll back them to win three-one. Uh, and yeah, also till Chelsea, bit of a learning lesson. Not quite there yet. Not quite got the quality of players that they have. Um, but but hope I'm proven wrong. And uh, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't got, shock me if your prediction's right. They got they got some young. Um, well, not, not the fact that they're young, but they got some exciting talent going forward, don't they? Chelsea. I know City have one as well documented, but arguably Chelsea are a bit more solid at the back than City. Um, and yeah, you, you you think that City need to be a little bit wary of uh, of the attacking talent that, that Chelsea have got. Maybe that will cause them to sit in a little bit more and try and um, play a bit more of a cagey game. Like I say, it's a, it's a game that City can't lose, isn't it? Or probably City can't do anything but win. So maybe they're they're a bit more cagey. So what would you would you go after them if you're uh, Chelsea? Or would you try and 
set up to break on the counter? Uh, or how, well, what would you do and how, how, would you, how do you think they'll go about it? Do you, you, know, do you think they'll I think, try, I think... And try and use uh, Abraham probably a bit pacier than mm. I, I guess they'll pay off to Mendy and will they play Fernandinho again after? I mean, he wasn't terrible. Oh, Stone. Stones will play, surely. Stones not so MND. Yeah, you'd think Abraham could have some joy of potentially splitting them, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, will Mount, yeah. will Mount get picked up by, I guess it'd be Rodri or Fernandinho if he's played. Um, yeah, and then uh, Pulisic is in great form, isn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, Chelsea, Chelsea's certainly got some players to hit. Hudson Odoi on the wing, if it, City's left full back seem to be anyone's guess about who's going to play. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's there's plenty of pace there, and if if Chelsea did sit in, I mean the problem is if you sit in against City, it's you kind of think it's only a matter of time before they pick you off, isn't it? Or you're inviting that pressure on. Um, whereas if you cause them a bit of problems the other end, then arguably they'll lose their their attacking talent of the fullbacks, and um, yeah, their defence is, is certainly very shaky. Um, yeah, I'd be tempted to. Well, it was easy for me to play fantasy football manager, not the gaffer. But, but yeah, I'd be tempted just to go uh, gung ho as the uh, the old fat, uh, championship manager was. But um, yeah, to to kind of at least maybe maybe try and contain City initially. Um, but I think I've just said that that doesn't really that's not really going to work. So yeah, go on and forget yes, it. All. Does, I just say Chelsea just be contained though, does it? It can just be like you, uh, I don't know, set up solid, but you look at to be you know maybe you play. You put stick three or three players up front. You stick Abraham Mount and Pulisic up there, like trying to drag a few City players away from goal, and then you you play a maybe two solid lines behind that kind of thing, and, and see if you can move the ball quickly to to counter attack. Um, it doesn't just have to be sitting in the right pressure on, does it? It, could, it can try to be just set up to whenever you get the ball, move it as quickly as you can forward and see if there's gaps in City. Yeah, to have, to have a release, and I think uh, we chatted maybe I don't know we chatted at the time or not, but I think City uh, Chelsea last year when they played City at home, um, they had uh, I think at one point they just had Pedro sitting on halfway, um, even though they were under pressure, and then Louise was just looking for that first time long ball, and uh, I think it resulted eventually in a goal for for City. Um, just as having that that release, I don't think you can put three players as you release up, up top though, and and then sitting with the other. Uh, what you going going home, Gareth? Well, no, I'm countering your your idea of sitting in with all but three of the players, which, which leaves you with seven players and a and a goalie. Um, yeah, I think I think you have to go. Yeah, let, let's go gung ho. Ah, forget it. <laughs> uh, you know they've got players in the in the midfield. Jorginho looks um, a bit more freed up this year, doesn't he? He seems to have a bit more of a role than just um, being the sort of metronome, and he he seems to be able to play some raking balls as well and he's certainly a player who can take the ball under a bit of pressure which you think mm. you know, City uh, pep size do come after you when they lose the ball quickly only if you've got players who are that confident on the ball can take it under a bit of pressure like him then, then maybe they'll be able to break out the first bit of City press and get some joy uh, mm. so yeah I, I, I can see the argument with Chelsea but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll stick by uh, 3-1 City win um, and, and yeah them to probably get a bit of uh, momentum back and see if they can put some pressure on your boys uh, yeah, fair enough. Speaking of people under pressure, Gareth, um, <laughs> we're uh, moving, moving sports now. It was uh, it's, uh, a scandal that broke a couple of weeks back. Uh, we, we didn't get a chance to discuss it last week. Um, the fallout continues, but uh, one of the Saracens, uh, the, the, the apple of English rugby's eye for the last few years, the, uh, the club where half the England uh, players' team seem to play at, the uh, 
three time three time European Cup winners now, uh, three time mm. Premiership winners, uh, or maybe maybe four time Premiership winners. They have been found to be breaking the Premiership salary cap. Um, not strictly speaking, breaking it in terms of they were over the amount because that would have been shown easily. But um, a lot of underhand business dealings that uh, their owner had gone into different um, deals with different players and they'd set up like property businesses and things like that. So it very much appears that these businesses have been used as a way for him to pay extra wages so they can attract more and more quality players, um, which has enabled a, a period of uh, pretty much unprecedented success. Really, other clubs, uh, you know, Leicester around the turn of the. Millennium were, were very successful, won a couple of European Cups and uh, a few premierships in a row, but yeah, Saris have really been a dominant force. Um, but yeah, it's found to be breaking it. They've had a, a 35 point fine point this season, which um, probably you'd think you know, shouldn't relegate them, but should certainly take them out of, um, of battling for the top four, you'd think, and potentially the top six, which is the European places. Uh-huh. And I know, maybe not. Uh, and a 5.3 million, which is quite similar to the salary cap probably a bit under it now but um, yeah not similar to that so, and in, you know rugby clubs um, don't produce uh, money in the way football clubs do um, and, and tend to be yeah tend to be bankrolled by wealthy owners most of them run at losses um, Nigel Ray in this case but um, all that said Gareth do you do you, do you think that's a, a appropriate fine or do you think you know the, do you think all their titles should be stripped away how how do we see Saris now? Are they forever tainted? Did you? How do, how do we legislate what they've done beyond um, the fine? I suppose that they've that they've got. They've got about a million questions there. Um, <laughs> I think there's a, there's a few things. It, you talk about them. Um, yeah, they've had the point deduction. I think even if um, in the last, if you take off their 35 points, uh, I think it's in the last 10, 10 seasons uh, only once taking off 35 points off a of Sarri's final total would have relegated them um, so there's, a, there's probably a, I mean your boys are a bottom of the league well a joint a bottom but one now aren't they Leicester have uh, uh, a sinking a sinking ship as they were last year um, so maybe they'll take the pressure off Leicester for a bit but you fancy the, 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 the problem I've got with it is okay fine they've been found guilty so yes they should have had all their titles stripped for them I think that should have been that should have undoubtedly just happened straight away automatically alright you can then argue about how it gets divvied up and whether because of the playoff system does it make it more difficult that they don't just straight away go to Exeter or or do you just call those titles null and void or I, I don't know that's a, that's a debate that you could have um, probably long into the night but but I think certainly uh, Sarri's should have had their titles stripped and then this season alright they're having a 35 point Fine, uh, 35 point deduction, but they've still got all the same players that they're playing these ridiculous wages. To, or not ridiculous, but above the um, what they're above they're meant to be paying for the uh, for these players. So the same team's still there. So where's the? Yes, they're not likely to win the league this year, um, or possibly get into Europe. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to win probably majority of the remaining fixtures. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think if you wanted to make a real statement. You should have deducted them enough points, so it doesn't matter if they win the rest of the games; they're still going to end up bottom. Um, or I don't know, <laughs> ban them from playing. You can only play; you have to play ten academy lads uh, and play only play five first teamers, or maybe that's a bit drastic. But just stop it so they're not playing the first fifteen or first twenty-two that are all highly paid players. So you, you've been very soft then, they've got away with a lot and you'd both strip them for what they've done in the past as well as 
continue to punish them this season beyond what they've had, do you think? So Yeah, because this isn't just like, oh, there's a few digits that kind of missed on their um, their balance. balance. This, this is something that they've planned for and um, gone ahead with over the last, what, four, five, four years, is it? Um, introducing different players, limit, <laughs> Faz Limited or... Uh, Vunny Polar's blinds or whatever whatever they've been calling each other um, these these companies the bogus companies set up just to be, to get more wages or give them pay them more um, this has been calculated and been ongoing for for four seasons I mean it's been suspected by by quite a few for a while hasn't it but um, I think I saw an interview with uh, what was he the, the Splash what was his name um, uh, Ashton Ashton that's it uh, and he said that it was a kind of a known thing that you didn't ask your teammates how much they were on uh, so even even you know everyone knew it was going on um, yeah I, I think it's just a bit of a slap on the wrist really yeah I mean it's it's um, it's a tricky one to start legislating yeah how you legislate what happens if you take the titles of them but at the same time um, if they I mean, you could, by that I mean if you say that they didn't have it and you do all make it, give it to the other side, they've done that, but then who knows what would happen to all those different games that Saracen's played if they're so many good players and so on and so forth. Hmm. But if you have a rule that you set up that's meant to be serious, then if it's not fully enforceable beyond uh, what, I mean, what is a, a, an unprecedented uh, fine and, and point deduction, then you know, you've got a side that broke the rules and got great success for it and sort of punishment isn't doesn't fit the... The level of success they had really does it. It's not. No, they're going to end up with one one season in the league where they're going to finish mid-table rather than top, and then they go back. To, you know, there's there's no there's nothing else that's happened. They've kept their three titles. I think that um, Rob Baxter was saying he, he, he's looking forward to seeing them hanging in his trophy cabinet. Uh, as the extra manager. I, I, I can't. Um, I, don't, I don't like I said. Like I said, I think we're agreeing. I don't think it's as easy as just doing that. But um, they've got their titles. Unjustly, um, like you say, you make a point about the, the wider league as well. Teams who've got points off Saris and it's just less left um, English club rugby in a bit of a mess, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, there's uh, um, people making the point this, you know, this last couple of weeks that you know people have lost jobs over things like this. You know, people, mm-hmm. you know, you know the likes of various different club managers, someone like Jim Mallender at Northampton. You know, a lot. Of, you know, Rob Baxter is probably the one who who'd get away with it because he's been very close and has won a league. But various other managers who haven't quite measured up to, or haven't got close to measuring up to Saris and have been moved on and having Leicester have had a, you know, think of themselves as a huge club and had a huge history, but have had a treadmill of managers going around to, and not been keeping up the likes of Saris. Um, you look at Bath; have got a new person in. They they went to New Zealand to try to get Tom Black out, didn't they? To try and turn everything around. Um, Saints have gone to New Zealand and got you know. A lot of people have potentially lost jobs, or um, you know, people have been brought in on big wages. Um, you know, you'd argue that a lot of players' salaries have been inflated, which is you know great for players. I'm, I'm all for them making money, but has that an impact on what other youngsters could have come through and the players mm-hmm. missed out because of that? It's like the the butterfly effect is colossal, isn't it? And um, yeah, I think you you could either you, you either relegate them, or you know, basically make it sure that they're relegated, or you or you take titles off them. But to do neither. Does unfortunately seem a bit soft. Um, you know the European success. European had the, there's no salary cap there, so they they can keep them. I suppose there's no real mechanism to keep them out. Although again, they they qualified through them by getting through the uh, most of the time by getting through the Premiership, which um, all right. You know they probably still would have finished top six, I'd have guessed. Um, but 
Um, I, I, doubt, I doubt they'll lose the European ones. Well, they're not going to lose the uh, English ones either, but I think the, the argument for England one is, is probably slightly clearer than the European one. Uh, only slightly, though. Um, mm. Yeah, just um, just hates what has been a, an excellent side, and, and you feel um, you feel somewhat for the players because I think they, you know, they're doing things and they're probably reassured by the person that they know what they're doing and this is all no, legal. Behave. The, the players knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, but I say like Ash, Ash is saying you don't ask. It was a known thing. You just don't ask players what they're on um, in terms of wages. They, they've all like, got these companies. They've all seen the wages coming into their account. They've all seen the companies that they've had to set up. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I th- but that's the, that's the same as like someone who hires an accountant to find loopholes and to pay the business. I, I wouldn't resent them that. Um, so if if Sarri's, you know, you're, you've got an owner who's giving you a good wage, you're in a successful club, and other people have done it. I, I can I can see why you would. Uh, I feel more sympathy than they'll do for the whole club as a, as a whole. Um, and yeah, players who you know you can, are being reassured that it's all about board and, and that they'll have been told that they, this has all been checked by their lawyers and what have you. Um, and, mm. it, and it did take it did take years for us to get hold of it, didn't it? For three years, and it was pretty much probably a daily mail investigation that really got things moving with it, mm. um, which isn't inspiring stuff. So I, I feel a bit more for them because all their success is, is, is now tainted, and um, it'd be interesting to see where they go. You know, like you say, um, they're how are they not going to breach the salary cap this year all the players or or were they you know I see Liam Williams is being linked away isn't he already um, players mm-hmm. like that um, yeah how, how are they going to keep everyone there or are they going to have to do not quite a fire sale but to do some of the, the players that put you know make them that extra bit special do they disappear and um, yeah like you say it's a mess um, they're not going to win this year which will make a nice change but it would be nice to see a team beat them on the pitch rather than having to do this beating off the pitch because Sarri's are cheating really um, yeah yeah, a real, real shame mess. Um, Sarri's accepted their punishment. Uh, apparently, a you know, they released a statement a couple of days ago to Nigel Radio only saying they've made mistakes and they'll learn from them. But um, yeah, I mean, that even more that <laughs> that feels like uh, yeah, they've kind of a, yeah, I mean, that's not not been too hard done by. They will take that. Mm. Uh, yeah. A shame, but uh, but on the pitch, uh, it was the opening uh, weekend of the Champions Cup uh, in the rugby. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and Sarri's, and, and uh, Sarri's got absolutely smashed, <laughs> which uh, a lot of people enjoyed. Uh, yeah, got destroyed away <laughs> at Racing, uh, 30-10, I think it finished in the end. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you could say Racing if you like, Gareth, but who, uh, of what you saw, who was uh, who do you think was the most impressive of the, of the sides over the uh, opening weekend? Um, I, th- I think it's, a, it's difficult to... <laughs> to uh, to gauge, isn't it? Because it's a lot of the players are still coming back from World Cup duties or, or not back. Um, so a lot of the teams are uh, very much under under um, understaffed, and um, yeah, it's. I think it's difficult to see who <laughs> it's kind of moving forward. Who who's going to be the uh, the team to watch out for? And I think there was a couple of su- surprising results or a couple of um, good results. That the Racing one. Um, Connor beat him on Pellier, um, perhaps it was uh, not, perhaps not to be expected. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, extra winning away at La Rochelle. Um, Comfortably too. That was that was an impressive result, and uh, to get the bonus point away at La Rochelle, uh, not not top boys in France, La Rochelle, but but a team that does have quite a good home record was was in, was impressive for Exeter for my money. Yeah. Um, 
and um, in terms of just actually watching rugby being played, uh, the Clermont Harlequins game I thought was, was mm. very impressive. Clermont fifty three, Harlequins twenty one. Harlequins are on the best English side, and um, as you say, didn't have um, all the best players out. The likes of uh, Marler and, and Sinclair weren't back. Um, but yeah, but Clermont uh, were away last year for uh, first of all, whilst they still somehow never managed to win the European Cup at the mid two finals and lost there and they, they often look one of the best sides in the pool stages but yeah they bring him in again they looked uh, sensational their uh, flank mm-hmm. of the Fijian Yato scored two tries had a third ruled off he was he looked like he was playing against toddlers um, just running <laughs> through like he was, he was as powerful as any uh, forward you've seen but also with the speed and uh, great of a winger um, mm-hmm. quite something and they yeah they look very good so I think they'll be there or thereabouts um, but yeah I think the thing Exeter can certainly be proud and um even your likes of Ulster, who you know beating Bath away, yeah. that that valuable, um, you know away wins are, uh, are absolutely sixteen seventeen, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that was a Friday night game, I think, wasn't it? No, early Saturday. Uh, game, Saturday, so yeah. early Saturday game. Um, yeah, that was a yeah um, an early away win uh, for them is, is huge, and you know you think someone like Bath now have really got it all to do with you know lose, you lose your home games and this you don't tend to come back because uh, you know home sides tend to be very strong, don't they? Um, yeah, and they've got the strongest of. Um, well, who else in their pool? Uh, oh, Clermont and Halloquins, yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so Bath, Bath, perhaps, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just struggle from the start. Yeah, well, they'd have to win, you'd think, in half an hour, wouldn't you? You don't see them winning Clermont, they'd need to beat Clermont at home now as well, which is no easy task. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, in this competition, for those who don't know, it tends, uh, it's the five different groups, top five go through, and then the three best losers after that. So, um, yeah, your points uh, come very important, uh, as well as just winning your group. It's, yeah, if you can get one of the three best runners up. Um, mm. But, yeah, the likes of Bath and, and La Rochelle and um, teams like that have got an uphill climb. And, uh, yeah, I suppose Northampton are worth mentioning as well. Uh, beating yeah. them, who, who, are, who are top of the French League at the moment and going great guns. Uh, twenty five yeah. fourteen hit but you know they 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 were at home um but defended at home well and uh yeah it's really only got one try in those twenty five points down bigger uh yeah conversion for the big occasions it was yeah it was six penalties in a conversion so uh twenty points there uh, impressive uh, all round from him uh, yeah, yeah they're in the in a pool with Leinster and Benetton as well so you, perhaps um you know Northampton have got a real chance there haven't they yeah you wonder how Leinster all um take back out all the Irish boys who will come back and after their sort of World mm. Cup disappointment and, and what's been quite a disappointing year um, well, sure, surely the Irish boys will be back back playing rugby anyway they, they left the World Cup months ago didn't they <laughs> yeah they barely ever played though did they Irish boys so <laughs> I wonder how they'll do it but yeah you certainly won't see them in top 14 for um, the donkeys yet but uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, yeah, I think you're right though. I think that's one that if I'm Northampton they've been a lot better in the premiership season they've got Chris Boyd who looks a very good coach I think I'd be targeting Linster and thinking yeah, we could we could beat them. Uh, certainly at home, you know that they, that was the final. Uh, what was that about five, six, seven years back now? Uh, when Northampton mm. raced into the lead, and then Leinster came storming back behind uh, Johnny Sexton. So uh, maybe look for a, a, a degree of revenge there. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'd probably say Clermont looked look very nice, and um, yeah, um, and yeah, plenty of other teams that are looking good. But like you say, we'll, we'll see as they'll come back. Sarri's got trounced, but. Uh, but didn't put the best side out, and when when all the uh, all the people come back from their business ventures, uh, we'll see how they do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, lastly, just uh, touch on the boxing this weekend. A couple of big fights. We've got uh, over here. We've got Callum Smith uh, 
once again fighting against John Ryder uh, for the uh, over in the States Deontay Wilder v Lewis Ortiz part 2 um, <laughs> start with Callum Smith uh, obviously the premier super middleweight in the world he won the super series didn't he he's been uh, reasonably quiet in terms of who he's been able to get fights with since he's, he's that fighter who's very very good but not a huge name so you know people like mm. Canelo have avoided him uh, he went out you know on the AJ card he, he, he won impressively didn't he um, mm. he's back in Liverpool this weekend against John Ryder uh, who, who's turned his career around brilliantly to be fair but probably isn't I wouldn't say in Smith's class uh, did you uh, do you, you give Ryder a chance how long do you think he, he lasts uh, how do you feel again um, I think <laughs> I, I think Smith does win fairly convincingly. Uh, there's been a lot. Of, I've read a lot about um, Ryder saying that it's you know this is what he's building for. This is this, he sees his uh, his big opportunity. Uh, he used to Rocky Field in a few years back. He did. Yeah. He, um, he, then, had, he had since, a bad period, and he then he turned it around on back of a few. Um, he, he fought in the Super Series, but he wasn't actually. It was he was an undercard, and he won away, and then won away hmm. again. Um, yeah. So he's, he's on, I think he's on a four or five fight win streak, Ryder. But yeah, yeah Fielding, who, uh, who Smith knocked out and around. Yeah, so, so he's, he's, he's he's on his comeback, isn't he? But uh, yeah, you fancy that um, unless Ryder's going to produce something that's um, that nobody nobody's seen from him before. Uh, I think you fancy that Smith's uh, a bit too strong for him. And uh, yeah, it's in in the Echo, or not the Echo, is it the MS Bank Arena or whatever it's called now? Um, but uh, but yeah, the. Uh, that fight and then talk of Smith then building for a fight with Canelo potentially or whoever people seem like you say keep seem to be avoiding him but he's building them for another fight and hoping that it's going to be an Anfield but we'll, uh, we'll have to see about that yeah that's tough isn't it because um, yeah can he yeah can he get a, someone like a Benavidez or something or, or even a Billy Joe Saunders possibly if he wanted to think about I'd imagine I know they have been talking mm. about before Um yeah, uh, I don't think any, and a fight like that sells at Anfield. I think it's only the likes of Canelo, possibly Golovkin, who would. Um, but you know, then Cadden Smith, it's, um, it's yeah, it's not most brewing with talent. You wouldn't say this thing, and, but there's plenty of talent and light heavyweight out there. There's been a lot of big punches about the Baterbiyevs, the big holes in this world. Um, does he want to go and look at that after potentially? That could be a fault. Uh, even go and fight, but Kovalev faded perhaps, or, or where does Alvarez want to fight next? Um, but, uh, no. that is. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Smith gets Ryder out of there in probably five or six. Um, and yeah, got all the time John Ryder. I think he's turned his he hasn't won the last four. Uh, turned it around very well since the fielding fight. But yeah, Smith's, Smith's one of the best we've got, I think, currently. And, and he'll prove that. And you just hope he can get the fights to really show his talent because um, it's definitely there. But um, yeah, I think he's at the moment he's not worth the risk of Picadello. The risk reward isn't there. Uh, yeah. And then Deontay Wilder. Um, so warming himself up, it appears, for another go at Ty- uh, Tyson Fury. Um, yeah. Potentially February, though. Uh, we'll see how Fury's cut heels, keeps healing and everything. Um, but yeah, he's back in with Lewis Ortiz. Last time he, he won in, I think it was the 10th round, he knocked him out in after sort of getting through hell in the 7th. Um, mm. uh, how, uh, how much does this fight intrigue? Do you think it is uh, one that makes you salivate? Um, or, or do you see it more as a Wilder procession to, toward you know trying to get him towards uh, Fury again. Um, I think I think it intrigues. Uh, I don't, don't think it's going to be a classic belly stretch. I think um, Wilder will, will win quite convincingly. But um, if you think Wilder pretty understands the idea that it's a bit of a showmanship with him and Fury at the moment, so Fury 
goes and produces a show somewhere and then Wilder turns around and uh, what is he um, who did he knock out knock out within the round Brazil and Charles Matt Brazil that was it yeah. Brazil was the last um, one wasn't it yeah yeah, so you think that he's going to do something similar with Ortiz? Although Ortiz, I don't know whether he's bringing his Zimmer frame or whether he's, um, yeah, whether he's going to be able to stand up or not. I don't know, I'm not sure. Uh, supposedly, uh, well, he's supposedly thirty nine, I think Ortiz. And there's a lot, a lot of rumours he's a lot older. Um, so uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I'll watch, of course. It doesn't interest too much. I think it's a, it's quite a weird one. I don't think Ortiz. Um, he's given to be fair. He's given Wilder one of his best fights. Um, can't say mm. that, but I think. As you say, his advanced age. I don't think it's particularly one we see, but like I say, it's not. It's not. Uh, this is meant to be particularly a legacy definer for um, Wilder, is it? It's meant to be getting it back towards Fury, um, which which would be the one we'd all like to see. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Wilder gets rid of him quicker this time. Um, maybe seven or eight. Oh, Ortiz obviously is a Cuban. He's got a very good skill and background. He's big. He can punch. He hurt Wilder last time, but you mm. think that's that's. Um, that's probably all the chance he's got this time. And yeah, like you say, Wilder, um, in order to be that with AJ, you know, he, he, he squashed Brazil, didn't he, and really threw him a, a gauntlet down that AJ couldn't couldn't match. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see if he does the same thing to Fury. And um, I'm sure, I, I imagine Fury will probably be in attendance, won't he? And um, mm. they'll be getting each other's face off, which is, which is always entertaining. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think if you want to put a, a double on uh, Smith Wilder knockout, so probably not great money, but I think it'd be fairly safe <laughs> for uh, anyone out there. Um, yeah, we'll see from there. Uh, right, I think that's also what from us, Gareth, this week. Unless you had anything else you want to touch on further? No, no. I think well, other than, obviously other than the uh, the great result for uh, Welsh football um, over, yes, the, over the weekend. Congrats <laughs> for getting through. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's to like celebrations were uh, very, very exuberant. So yeah, well, uh, I mean, never know. Could end up in your group again, couldn't we, go? Well, you wouldn't want that, would you? We uh, we topped the group last time, and uh, uh, we, got, we got we got a win in there again today, guys. That's a high point of that tournament for us. Yeah, you won the battle, we won the war. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you uh, lost to Iceland, so you, you probably don't want to be in the group with us, but. But bring it if you, if you want to be, you know. Oh, I'll, I'll happily see you in the group, Gareth. But uh, we'll we'll wait till that, that draw is done. And uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to catch us on social media, we're on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Pointer Two. Uh, please send in any questions, thoughts, reviews you have. All appreciated. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Hi, right, cheers.